the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. And now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob, 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Welcome in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's Monday. What is the actual date? May 24th. Holy mackerel, the year's going by fast. Is it March, April, May? We're almost halfway through 2010. We're getting old, people. Anyway, we're doing it together. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Also, if you're out of the area, it's 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. For some reason, our 800 number only works in the Bay Area. Start with some some headline news, shall we? Ding 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 ding. There's the opening bell. Okay, so what we got in the opening bell today? European markets and the euro saw losses during their trading. Over in the United States, we had a good day on Friday. We had a really tough Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday last week. And today, down two points on the Dow. NASDAQ's up 15, S&P 500 up two. Stocks are seesawing. As another slump in the euro prolongs concern about Europe's economy. Now, European indices mostly fell throughout uh, the, the bailout ultimately last week. Over the weekend, there's another bailout announced of a regional bank in Spain, one of the countries already dealing with ballooning deficits. So they're having banks fail in Spain. But here in the United States, home sales, they're up 23% year to year. That's year over year. When last year, people weren't buying homes because they were afraid of the recession. April, existing home sales saw a big monthly gain as well. Fox News Radio's Chris Barnes has more. The National Association of Realtors says April sales of previously owned homes rose 7.5% month to month, a bigger than expected increase, and the best monthly showing in five months. The primary factor, the home buyer tax breaks for first time and move up buyers, incentives which expired on the last day of last month. Now, that's Fox News Radio's Chris Barnes in Washington. Meanwhile, the association says the median sales price last month was up 4% from April 2009 to over $173,000. Median home price in the United States, $173,000. Wow. And that's that's a pretty average home. That's a pretty average home. Now, with all that out there, um, the home numbers are important. They're a big driving part of our economy. They're a big part of uh, American savings and comfort levels with money and retirement issues. Um, They're good numbers. Those are good numbers. They're not great numbers. Retiring tax credit helps. It's going to be really important to see where these numbers are a year from now. Because on a year-over-year level, these are good numbers compared to last year's awful numbers. So will we have great numbers next year on top of good numbers? Because that's what it would take to maintain just a good year-over-year type of uh, situation. So you got to be very, very, very careful. 
on how you um, judge numbers. Elsewhere, it's not quite a line item veto, but President Obama, he's asking Congress for the power to force Congress to vote on spending cuts. Follow me on this one. Fox News Radio White House correspondent Mike Makaritz reports. It's called the Reduce Unnecessary Spending Act. It's not a line-item veto because it only kicks in after the president signs the budget, steering clear of some constitutional issues. What it does is let the president highlight spending that he feels is excessive, send it back to Congress as a package that Congress must then vote on simply up or down. The idea isn't new. It was tried three years ago, and Senate Democrats blocked it with a filibuster. At the White House, Mike Makowitz, Fox News Radio. And yeah, that type of story tells me things aren't looking glorious ahead because now, now you're seeing governments worldwide say, we got to watch what we're spending. We can't continue to spend like drunk sailors because we can get our credit downrated on us. Now, some are people going to cut services. Some people, countries are going to stop, you know, new services. Some are going to raise taxes, but none of those are pro-growth strategies. None of those are pro-growth strategies. And finally, after six seasons, after 120 episodes, many of the questions on Lost were answered last night, amongst them the fate of at least one popular character who learned his fate from reconnecting with his late father. How are you here? Too. Oh my God! They all died. Was that was that the finale that they all died in the plane? And that the last six years we've wasted our time on the show. That it was just a dream as they fell from the heavens in a sky down to to a planet, planet Earth, and crashing in in the ocean and getting stuck on an island. They all died. No one lived. It was just a dream, like an occurrence at Alkeet Creek Bridge, where a Confederate soldier was to be hung by the north on a, a railroad bridge. And as he's falling down, he dreams of what it would be like if the rope broke. And he, he goes off and he runs down the swims down the river and he hangs out with prostitutes and he kills damn Yankees. And oh, and then the, the story ends with his neck getting snapped. It never broke. It was just a dream as he was falling. And for those who DVR'd Lost, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I probably shouldn't have done that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. So the Dow's down 15, the Nasdaq's up 13, the S&P 500 up 1. You want to call and complain about lost, please do. I'm as angry as you are. I'm as angry as you are. Uh, let's talk about some of the big stories out there. Now, again, I, I think one of the ones that just has me feeling not so good right now is world governments are struggling. So on one hand, I know there's not going to be a lot of spending done there. And spending by governments help drives economies. You know, there's the private sector. There's the public sector. There's, you know, the government. The government's a big part of our economy, whether we like it and or not. Now, one of the good things with all this, this crisis, with all this bad going on in Spain, with all this bad going on in the world, mortgage rates have declined. Now, the financial turmoil in Europe, it's providing an unexpected windfall for we American homebuyers. This is such a big story. It's on the cover of the Wall Street Journal. Now, keep in mind, there's ways to become a millionaire. You can invest money. You can have, hit the right investment. You can take Apple from $3 a share to $200 a share. You can hit a home run. There's other ways of hitting a home run as well, including um, having the right insurance, not paying too much. You know, cutting things out of your life like, Starbucks $5 coffee, 
you save more money, right? So you can save money. You can not get the, don't get the wrong insurance. It's too expensive. Insure what you can't afford to lose. Get a great job. Educate yourself in college. But another great way of doing it is when you get a mortgage, do everything you can to get a low mortgage. That's why you have to keep your credit score up. I don't care about your credit score except for one thing. When it comes time to get a mortgage and when it comes time to get a car. Two very expensive items that the better score you have, the better rate you're going to get. Now, a lot of industry and the uh, a lot of industry experts think mortgage rates could drift as low as 4.5 this summer, from down from 4.8 percent, 6 percent now. Now, let me say that in English again. We thought it was going to rise to 6 percent. We thought as the economy improved, we'd see numbers going up to about 6, 7 percent in mortgage rates. But right now, it's at 4.8 percent. It could go as low as 4.5 percent. Now, my mortgage rate is 4.85 percent, which is pretty darn good. I'm pretty pleased with that. If it goes down to 4.5%, I'm going to take a look. I'm going to say, maybe I should refinance. My rental properties, if I can get from the you know the mid-sixes down to the mid-fives, I'm doing it. These mortgage rates are amazing. So now is not the time to not get a mortgage. Now is the time to get a mortgage, and now is the time to make sure that you have the right mortgage currently. Like if you bought a house two, three, four years ago, you may be at 5.5%, 6%. And you could save bundles of bucks by refinancing. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Nick in Mountain View. Nick. Thank you very much for uh, letting out the end of loss because I invested, like, some time in the first year, and I'm so glad I didn't invest any five years watching that. That's so awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're very, very welcome. So what are you watching these days, Nick? And just to let you know, tonight on 24, Jack Bauer dies. So you don't have to watch the end of that. <laughs> that's, that's great. Now, you know what? I... Uh, I've been watching my team, though. I've been watching, like, old episodes of The Office and uh, catching up on some sports and stuff. Other than that, nothing out there really grabs my attention. Gotcha. Thanks for the call, Nick. Later. Yep. So Jack was dead. They were all dead. I'm upset about it. I'm upset. What a crap way to go out. Crap, 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 crap way to go out on Lost. Just goes to show you. Great idea. Can't finish. Can't, can't maintain it. First season was great. Every season after that went downhill. Went downhill. They just couldn't maintain the suspense. They couldn't maintain the mystery and the combination there of both. Interesting note, he said that he watches things on TiVo now, old episodes of The Office. Something that I, and by the way, funny show, a little overrated, but funny show. Now, something I did this weekend was I bought a, a Blu-ray DVD player. I know you're saying, welcome to the 21st century, Rob. No, actually what I did was I bought an internet wireless connected Blu-ray DVD. I just wanted to see what this whole internet TV thing's all about. It's not there yet. It's nice to stream Netflix onto a TV. It, it is really nice to do that. But then you go to Netflix and you find out your options are like you can stream season one of Lost. There's not that many good options. Now, they got District 9 or District 13 on it. Yes. So maybe I just have to dig around. But I, I don't like the feeling of digging around to find shows to stream. It feels like too much work. I want a bigger category. I want it to be more obvious. So to me, it felt like Netflix maybe has 80 offerings to stream onto. And it's it's nice. It's nice. But the, the whole interface to, to hook up to YouTube, awful. The interface is just slow on Samsung DVD, Blu-ray DVDs, wireless connected to the Internet. I just I, I feel like we need another product. I think feel like we need another year or two for, to let that really mature into a nice nicer product. 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's 800-345-5639. Draw black in your money. What do you think about the ending of Lost? What do you think about the stock market? What do you think about these low mortgage rates? Are you going to do anything about it? 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black.
Bob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. You think you're going to destroy the island? I think. That's right. Because that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen, Jack? I'm going to kill you. Six and a half years wasted. Six seasons down the drain. It was an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge mixed in with its wonderful life. How many hours? How many hours did we waste in this? And that was the best they can do? What do we do with the heroin in the statues? What do we do with the wonderfully delicious Richard Alpert backstory? What do we do with the Dharma Initiative? It never happened. That was a weak, 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 pathetic way to end the show. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. One thing that I did that was kind of funny once on TV, right before the, the final book came out of uh, Harry Potter, or the sixth book, or what, the one where a major character dies. I think Dumbledore or somebody like that dies. And uh, I went on air and I said, hey, I got an advanced copy because I'm in media, and it turns out Hermione dies. I just totally made it up, and I don't even know how, if I'm saying her name right or not. And within 30 minutes, I got a phone call from the legal department of the, the publisher, and they said, shut, shut down, or we will sue you. Because so, they thought I had really had a, an illegal copy of the book or something along those lines. And uh, people were pissed. They don't like being spoiled. 800-345-5639. Steven in San Jose. Steven, how are you? Hi. I had a question. On your program, you had mentioned that uh, IBM, was, IBM was one stock you should, you should just hold on to. But I don't see how you can make any money that way besides the dividends. And it seems like to me it'll be good, like, if it's over 120, maybe sell some, and then if it drops below 100, then buy some back. I don't understand what planet you're coming from if you can't figure out a way to make money on IBM. Since 1965, it's done nothing but go up almost every five-year period except for 1990 to 1995. It's gone up every five-year period. Okay. All right, so... But then, I mean, at at the end, it just depends on when you're ready to, to cash in and depends on what's the price range. Okay, what's the end? 30 years from now? If I said I feel comfortable holding it till the day I die? Uh-huh. Let's say I, I die in 30 years. Okay. In, the la- in the last 30 years, the stock has gone from about $8 a share to 120 Okay. Okay. All right. I wasn't looking at that long term, I guess. But you, you started the conversation by saying, Rob, you said that you could hold IBM for a long time and make money off of it, and then you turned it into, I don't get it, because in the short term. Right. All right. So, yeah. okay. Thanks for the call. All right. Got to bring Heidi on for this one. I'm sorry. We've uh, had a couple management meetings where they're like, you really need to screen the calls. I don't know about that one, Heidi. What do you want me to say? I, I'm i guessing IQ of about 60. <laughs> I'm thinking very, very low. He's still confused, I think. I, I think you're right. It was a bit of an awkward... Um, he was a bit of an awkward call and I think a bit of an awkward person. Well, and I just, I feel like that's fairly straightforward, what you said. Why why is why the long pause of misunderstanding? He sounded confused. Yeah. He sounded dazed. Yeah. So, that's our audience. We're number one in dazed and confused. <laughs> Woohoo! Number one. I'll take it. 800-345-5639. Yeah, um, I was going to give a little bit more color commentary on IBM. You get the dividend 2.1%. Not too shabby. 
you get a company that does billions and billions of dollars of business. It's a big blue. It's huge blue. IBM, it's the top provider of computer products and services. You, com- you get a company that's pretty well followed, and, and if there's going to be something surprising, they're experienced. They're seasoned. You know, they don't make the big, big mistakes. Uh, earnings are on the, you know, tech earnings are great. Hewlett-Packard, IBM, Apple, Intel, Cisco, all great numbers. Um, is it automatically brain dead, hold it till the day you die? No, because we may come up with a, a computer system down the road that, I don't know, it's made out of soda bubbles. I don't know. We could get some sort of miraculous breakthrough in the world that changes things. Now, of course, it's worthy of note, IBM recently did an upgrade. They had a, what's called an analyst day. And what they said was um, they gave guidance for the next five years. They expect earnings per share of 20 bucks a share in 2015. They expect a 12.3% compounded annual growth rate from 2020. Hold on, 12.3% annual growth rate. They're, they're telling the world, here's what we're expecting. Now, typically in the world of Wall Street, you don't overpromise, you underpromise. I would honestly, hmm, what would I do? I would eat a bowl full of your toenails if I can get 12.3% compounded annual growth rate for 20 years. Now, this, they're only saying it for the next five years, but that helps, right? It helps get you there. So they're going to invest um, $100 billion free cash flow. The 70% is going to be returned to shareholders. They expect to, to spend $70 billion giving it back to shareholders, either in dividends or in stock buybacks. I love this company. I must not deny. Some guys like big butts. I cannot lie. I like companies that are big, solid dividend payers, share buybackers. Business models have been tested in good times. Business models have been tested in bad times. Okay, let's change the topic. And that was a bad call. Bad call. Bad call. If he were my puppy, I'd rub his nose and poop. Because you just sounded dazed and confused. Now, I know you're saying, Rob, why would I ever call your show if you're going to call me a bad caller? Well, don't be a bad caller. That's all I'm asking for. With just two weeks to go before the election, there's an election coming up in the state of California. Did you know that? The San Francisco 49ers are pulling out all the stops in 3 to $4 million in cash. They're going to try to get that Santa Clara Stadium plan done. Roughly 23,000 Santa Clarans, or half the city's registered voters, are expected to cast ballots in the June 8th election on Measure J. So the Niners have to score 11,500 plus one to win. And that works out to upwards of $300 for each vote. If they give me $300, I'll vote for them. Sadly, I don't live in Santa Clara. So a lot of good I am, right? So team spokesperson Lisa Lang, who sounds like one of Clark Kent's girlfriends, said that the effort underscores how committed the Niners are to making this work. The Niners political team is led by the Republican strategist Steve Schmidt who managed both Arnold Schwarzenegger's 2006 gubernatorial bid and John McCain's 2008 presidential campaign. Kind of weird to think that a Republican strategist for McCain and Schwarzenegger ends up being a strategist on on the the bill. And they've got a full-time campaign manager overseeing a paid staff of five and scores of volunteers. The opponents of the stadium, they may not have the money or the organization to match the Niners, but they do have 50 to 100 very vocal volunteers walking around precincts talking to voters. Now, they're explaining that this is not about football, it's about the money. So, interesting to note. Some people ask me on occasion, Rob, what do you think about the 49er stadium? I ultimately like stadiums. I see that if they're done correctly, they revitalize neighborhoods, they send businesses um, 
Lots of business come in. Now, again, it can push the rents up higher. But there's a good example. There was a, a stadium built many, many, many years ago, um, the land, Capital Center. And it was, in, it was land over Washington. It was land over Maryland. Like, it was for the Washington Capitals. It was, 40, it was basically a 35 miles outside of Washington, D.C. So they weren't even the Washington Capitals. They were like the Maryland Capitals. It was crap. There was nothing around it. It wasn't a destination. You had to drive long, 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 long time to get there. You had to drive long, long, long time to get back. It was basically in the middle of nowhere. Now, ultimately, the owner of the Washington Capitals, he saw that as a problem. So he said, I'm going to build a stadium inside the city of Washington so that we can actually have a stadium inside Washington, make people proud. Now, there was a place called Japantown. It's kind of like a Chinatown um, in in Washington, D.C. And it's just, it was a crap hole. Basically, you went there to score crap cocaine. That's about it. There was nothing going on there. And they put the MCI building in there, and shops are flourishing, and steakhouses are flourishing, and they tore down the old crack houses, and up went businesses. Great for the city. I don't know if the Niner Stadium is going to be able to pull that off, but I've seen stadiums really work wonderfully. Let's go to David in Santa Clara. David. Hi, good morning, Rob. How are you doing? Good. Now, you, you're a Santa Claran. Yes. Are you pro this um, stadium? No. <laughs> no. Why? I live too close to it. I'm worried about traffic on the weekends. Okay. Because I'm only like uh, five minutes away from the center, and I, I you know, thrive on going to the 101, 237, 880, and they're going to clog that road. And I hate people to not hate, but you know, I'm going to see. I'm going to see all kind of people, you know, charging ten bucks to park in the driveway and all kind of stuff's going on. So it's going to be crazy. You can subsidize your mortgage that way. Uh, yeah. You can set up a uh, house. Let's put it this way. Um, I'm afraid that if they win something big, they're going to be a ride in the neighborhood. How's that? You could set up a house of ill repute <laughs> in your house. <laughs> you could sell lemonade on the hot days. You could sell lemonade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's traffic's coming by. Okay, I hear you. Okay. So what can I help you with? I'm recently in, a, in an annuity with the company, and it, the premise is this, um, and it's a trusted company. I'm going through my my, my financial you know, advisor, uh, reputable companies. Um, it's a 5% guaranteed interest that's going to be paid. Uh, there's about a 1.85% service fee. Yep. Um, so it's guaranteed about three, you know, three and a half percent. Which, yeah, David, what you're not understanding is yeah. the five percent guaranteed to be paid is your money. That's correct. So it's not five percent guaranteed investment return. Okay. So it's your money. If I, if you give me a hundred dollars, I'll guarantee you that I'll pay you five percent over the next twenty years. Uh huh. Do you understand uh, how that's a flaw? No, I don't understand because suppose when the market goes up and anything above that, I'll still get. The market rate versus the yeah. The do you market. yeah? Do you really think that's going to happen? One of these days. <laughs> <laughs> so you think three percent? You than think the company's going to take CD. all the risk and give you all the reward? Right, but isn't three percent better than a bank or a CD right now? Oh yeah, of course. And then if the upside is that if the market goes up, then I'll get I'll get more than that. You only get the percentage the market goes up, and it's typically capped. Have you looked at your cap rates? No, I'll check. If there's no cap rate, is that a good deal then? No, not necessarily. Again, okay. the only money you're guaranteed, David, and this yeah. is the only money you're guaranteed is yours. Okay. If you give me a hundred dollars, I'll guarantee you five percent for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Does that sound good to you? Well, then, at, but at the end, I get all back when I pass on. Does that make sense to Yeah, absolutely. Most annuities are slick products. They're okay. high commission, high fees. I would never work with Edward Jones. Okay. It's beneath me. It's okay. beneath you. Okay. So thanks for the call. 
I would be very, very cautious. Again, I don't think you're getting the simple concept of I can give you 5% returns guaranteed. If you give me $100, I'll give you 5% for 20 years. Now, you just gave me your money to use for 20 years, and all I got to do is give you back what you gave me. You didn't earn anything. I did. I'm going to take your money elsewhere and spend it. Most annuity products are crap. Most annuity products have up to 9% fees and commissions tied towards them. Most professionals don't use annuities for themselves. They only sell them to you because they make lots of do-re-mi on them. I would be very, very cautious. I've never met an annuity that I really am crazy about. If I did, I wouldn't buy it from a crap company like Edward Jones. I'd buy it from a great company like Fidelity or Vanguard. That's it. You listen to Rob Black and Your Money Shoe. It's Rob Black and Your Money. Coming up, we got the business of sports. Plus, I got more content on the investment world right around the corner. Rob Black and Your Money. 1 800 345 5639. 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Where are we, Dad? This is a place that you that you all made together so that you could find one another. So let's get back to this this lost finale crap. It's a wonderful life, an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, the end, which was the big reveal that you know Jack Shepard, you know divorced father, successful surgeon in the sideways world was in fact dead. It was a weak ending, and yet the island pulled in. Not record numbers, not smash hit numbers, but huge numbers. How were you with the the reveal last night that they truly were all dead and that Jack, when he opened his eyes, it was just a a dream? So that he died. They all died. So that no one's on the island. There is no island. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Just goes to show you sometimes expectations, you can build them so high only to get disappointed. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. So I kind of want to go over with you at this point in time kind of what we're seeing. It's been a very tumultuous month in the European Union and their efforts to look at European debt and the debt problems that they have. Are they under control or not? EU leadership has failed to inspire confidence. You know, there was an objectionable act last week when Germany unilaterally decided to impose temporary bans on naked short selling or credit default swaps. No one likes that. No one likes it when things are going bad. You should say, well, we're not going to let the bad guys here. A crisis is defined by how you react to good guys and bad guys. So the ban on naked short selling is like saying, hey, we're not going to let you use bullets because they might hurt us. Oh, boo-hoo. So it means you ain't that tough. If you're only going to let them nerf you, I ain't going to invest there. So economics, you got to have a little bit more there. got to have a little bit more there. You can't be Teflon. Some things have to stick. Right now, there's in the United States, our growth outlook may not be as strong as it used to be, given recent developments. And what are these recent developments? I think the property bubbles popped. I think if you think we're going back to double-digit increases in real estate in California, I think you're crazy. I think you're loco in the cocoa. So the bubbles pop. Now, China has got their own little bubble. They've got an economic crisis. They're not nearly, though, as flawed as that of the European Union, which is joined by a common currency. So China's got a problem. I still like China more than Europe. I still like, right now, the United States, the economic recovery that we're seeing. 
I like the small exposure on it. I don't like the big exposure. I like the companies that do business in dollars. I like small cap companies right now in particular. In large part, I do think there's something going on out there. There's a lot of bad news out there. For instance, this morning, Britain, they said, we are going to to cut $9 billion in spending. President Barack Obama talked about having something added, trying to get a bill across that would ultimately add to his power to say, hey, I just got this budget from you guys in Congress, and you jokers put in an extra $100 million of fluff, so I approve this budget, but let's take a look at this $100 million of fluff. And let's send it back and, and, like, let's call you out on it and make you vote on it again to see if you really, really want the American people to approve this, to approve you doing, you know, this, this heinous act. So right now there's a lot of things like that that aren't pro-growth that make me think for the next four years may not be very attractive. Now, it may not be horrible. I'm not in that world. Britain's new chief financial uh, officer, he basically came in and said, you know, we're going to cut $6 billion in spending. Um, another three billion, so it's gonna be about nine billion in, in total spending cuts. And it was their way of saying, you know, world, look at what we're doing, and trust us, lend us money for things that we want to do. He said, "quote The years of public sector plenty are over. The more decisively we act, the more quickly we can come through these tough times." There's fears right now of a double dip recession, and. The quote that came out of the Bank of England was that the greatest risk to recovery was not showing the world we could live without, within our means. I like that statement. I like what England's doing. You know, again, when Obama comes in, he stimulated our economy by borrowing more money. Hoping that it trickles down. Hoping that some of these projects keep people working long enough until the private sector can figure it out. Let's give the public what they need to get us through. On some levels, it's worked. So these are the issues that I'm dealing with. Where do you stand on this? Do you, are you with me? Are you against me? You think we go back to the housing, you know, go-go days? I don't think we do. So do you think that we go back to, I mean, I, I'm cutting my forecast for growth for the next couple of years. These kind of initiatives, they don't spook me. They just make me more realistic. More economists are coming around to the idea that aggressive and well-signaled spending cuts can actually spur economic recovery by keeping interest rates low. So... The more Keynesian approach was pushed by the former Prime Minister, Gordon Brown, which argues that such a pullback would derail a still weak recovery. So economic theory is interesting. All I can tell you is I, I, I look at it and I change the way I invest ever so slightly, not massively, not aggressively. I think great companies will still be great. I still think companies like Apple will still have great product that people want. Although their backlash against Apple's growing, as I, I thought it would. But Europe, England, is only cutting $9 billion, or 6 billion euro, out of a $150 billion budget deficit. So, I don't know. I don't think it's exactly what they're saying versus what they're doing. They say it's, it's a nice first step, but they're going to have to do a lot more to prove it. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. Where do you stand on the, the finale of Lost? Where do you stand on current economic conditions? I'd like to hear your feedback. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. Coming up, I got a stock that's under $5. It's under $2. It's under buck fifty. That might be interesting for you, according to someone other than me. It's Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. More stimulating talk. What you say is way to come with
don't know what to do with your money? He does. Rob Black. 1-800-345-5639. On 9:10 a.m., more stimulating talk. It's Rob Black and your money. It's a show with you in it, i.e. your money. And you have to make that real via calling. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. We can talk, and if you ever need a referral for a reverse mortgage or a mortgage or a CFP or life insurance, i got a website, robblack.com, robblack.com, where you just drop me an email, and uh, rob at robblack.com, and I'll find you a referral, hopefully in your area, as long as you live relatively close to me, um, i.e. in the state of California, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I'm going to talk about a stock in just a minute before I do. Uh, the new Shrek movie, oh, awful, awful. Now you're saying, Rob, do you really have time to watch the the last episode of Lost and see the new Shrek movie and be a man's man? No, I really don't. <laughs> I, I didn't see the last episode of Lost, even though I told you how I, it ended. I watched the last five minutes. I I just cheated. I cheated, okay? And I didn't really see Shrek. I just I saw the commercial, and I, I saw a long extended uh, clip at, at YouTube, but no, I didn't see it. But it looks awful. And usually I'm more right than wrong. So I just saved you a good 10 to 20 bucks on, on the Shrek sequel. Iron Man looks pretty good. Robin Hood. I finally figured out why Robin Hood's doing so well overseas. It's because those damn Euro commies. Uh, it's the whole let's steal from the rich and give the poor. It's socialism. That's why I hate the movie so damn much. It's, 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 it's redistribution of wealth from the top to the poor. I don't like it. I don't like it. I say let the poor eat cake. Well, cake's pretty good. But you get the idea. So I, I don't like that movie. I don't like that movie because so I gave it the big zero. Letters to Juliet is actually having a pretty good run. Made $27 million. Beautiful young actress in that. Eh, Date Night looks awful. McGruber looks awful. How to Train Your Dragon looks awful. I'd rather get my wisdom teeth put back in and then taken back out than, than see that. But anyway, the new Shrek, it hits number one, but it fell incredibly short. It shows you that tapping a franchise... It's not necessarily the best business idea. It's it's the easiest to make money fast because you know you have a built-in audience. Shrek 2 from 2004 opened with 108 million. Shrek the third opened with 120 million. So the latest installment it didn't pull in quite as much. It's a 71 million. So it really tells you that a lot of the gas has come out of that rocket, so to speak. 800-345-5639. Now there's a guy in the industry that I know named Louis Navalier. And when I used to do a nationwide radio show, and I know you're saying, Rob, you just do a local show in San Francisco. Actually, I chose that. I used to do a nationwide show with 100 markets, and I, I kind of got burned out on it. Um, I think every five years you're supposed to get burned out in life and do something new and interesting, like having an affair, um, or like changing your career, or like moving to the West Coast. Like, I think five-year itches are pretty common for people. They just get burned out. So anyway... Um, where does this go? So I used to do a nationwide show, and I did it for about five years. I just got burned out. And one of the guys that I talked to that I always wanted to talk to, and um, Heidi's my producer now, but back then it was a guy named Andrew. And Andrew was an English bloke, and he's now out of the business because there's no money in radio. So he's a, a paramedic. So he's a EMT or emergency medical technician. He's one of those guys, right? So anyway, he said, give me your dream guest of lists. And I always did, and he always got them for me, which was weird. I'd say, like, President Clinton. Boom, I had President Clinton on the phone. I know you're saying, really? Um, Kelly Ripa. For some reason, I wanted to talk to Kelly Ripa. Boom, got Kelly Ripa. So one day I said, 
Peter Lynch. Peter Lynch was just the biggest douche. He was just a dork of a dork of a dork, self granted. But then, you know what's funny? Was, he was the toughest guy to work with, but he comes on air and he's like, Hi, everybody, I'm Peter Lynch. Like, he's the most lovable guy on radio, but just the biggest a-hole behind the scenes. Now, another person that I got that I really like, and I've, I've always respected him, is a guy named Louis Navalier. And Louis Navalier, he's a quant. There's different types of investors. There's There's technicals where they don't even look at the stock. They don't care what the name of the company is. They just look at the, the chart. Chart, you know, uh, it goes from 10 to 12 to 11 to 12 to 11. They'll say support at 11. Where I'm going to buy it and take it up. If it breaks above 12, there's fresh money. It's momentum. It's just people who only look at what the numbers on the stocks, how much money's flowing in, how much money's flowing out. Those are called technicians. There's people like me who are more um, growth-oriented, where we want to see the data. We want to see revenues growing, earnings growing. We want a good story. We want the whole package on the company. We want to know who the executives are. And there's there's a group of people who are, are called quants, and they don't really want to know the executives. They just want to see the revenue growth, the earnings growth. They just want to see the numbers improving and showing some support for a story. So there's a guy named Louis Navalier, and I get him as a guest on the show, and um, Andrew gets him as a guest on the show. And first thing I, I do is I say, can I call you Sweet Lou? I don't know why I said it. He goes, no. And the interview went bad from there. But anyway, Louis Navalier, he's just written something. He's just a quant. I'm just kind of quantifying that for you. There's another guy out there, um, Neil Hennessy. He's in the Bay Area. He's in Novato. Great guy. He's just a quant. Doesn't really want to know the story about the stock. Doesn't have time. So anyway, I think I've set up the, 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 the idea here. So Louis Navalier... He's recently penned an article where he says he doesn't really believe in penny stocks uh, because a lot of penny stocks have unknown fun- unknown fundamentals, and you can't really follow them. It's tough to follow. Now, a lot of stocks became penny stocks in the last 10 years because the stock market crushed them, and they were companies that have known companies, known product, known sales. So the one that he's looking at is a great opportunity, and this is not for mama, and I'm not going to do it. But it does show a lot of promise, to be quite honest with you. And I agree with him on this one. It's Sirius XM Radio. And I'm bringing this up because I've talked about it at these levels in the past. And now he's talking about it. I'm just showing you, you know, here, here's where you go. Sirius hasn't turned a profit in the last fiscal year. But Sirius stock is approaching profitability in a hurry. I, he says, quote, I expect a huge splash on Wall Street because the cult following satellite radio has. The consensus expectations is for Sirius's next earnings report to break even with a low of one, maybe negative one cent to one cent. So sometime in the next 90 days, they're going to report earnings. And what Sweet Lou is telling us, don't call me Sweet Lou. I had the funniest conversation once where I called a guy dude. He goes, don't call me dude. My mother didn't name me dude. She named me Jonathan. For my whole life, I will always think of that. My mother didn't name me dude. But anyway, so Sweet Lou, don't call me Sweet Lou. He says the most encouraging thing is that a number of experts have been revising numbers up. He likes revisions up. So remember, he's a quant guy. Now, those fundamentals of turning profitable as well as earnings coming up and is turning profitable and earnings revisions coming up, it's good. Because typically what you're going to see is analysts start to jump on the bandwagon. Elsewhere, you could look at the world of automobiles. Toot, toot, beep. Ford, you keep hearing exciting announcements about Ford, right? You keep hearing about GM repaying the government, right? They're not going down the, the crap hole anymore. You hear good things. And as new cars are sold, more Sears satellite radios are built into them. They're heavily levered.
towards one another. Did I mention that Jack dies at the end of Lost? They all die? Okay. So, Sweet Lou is talking about the overall U.S. economy improving a little bit more. And this is a U.S. play. Shares of Sirius are up 70% year-to-date, so it's not a cheap company in the short term. But he thinks before it's too late, you want to get involved. If you think the company's going to turn profitable, if you think they're going to be able to keep Howard Stern past this year and still be profitable, it's a good question. How much are they going to have to pay Howard next year? They paid him $100 million for each year in the last five years. Can you imagine making $100 million? Isn't that just repulsive? If by repulsive you mean wonderful. So anyway, um, he says use limit orders. He thinks it's a fairly liquid stock, but shares can gap up in a hurry because the price of the company is so low. That means that to help protect you, you know, say I'll pay a buck and a penny for it. Right now the stock is trading at a buck two. If you wanted to buy it, you'd have to pay a buck three. If you wanted to sell it, it's buck two. So that's the bid and the ask. It's pretty liquid right now. But at a buck, if you put in an order for 100,000 shares, roughly $100,000, and that order goes off, it may push it up to a buck five, buck ten, as they're trying to find people to sell you those shares because you're buying them. They've got to match the buyers and the sellers. They just can't go out and do it. You've got to match them. So, and when the order comes across for 100,000 shares, it sounds something like this, hey, I need 100,000 shares. Like people, that picks up. People go, hey, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's going to move it. So you've got to be kind of careful. And again, I'm only throwing it out there for you because I love you. It's a stock idea. It's not for mama. It's not for your kid's college. It's not for lunch money. You know, this is your milk money. No, 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 don't do it. Don't go out and buy the magic beans. But if you've got some speculative money, i.e., you're going to go to Vegas next week and you know you're going to lose it all, maybe put some on this as a hedge and hold it for a year and see what happens. I'm willing to go on record in a year. I think it's higher than a buck. I'm willing to go on record that in six months it's higher. I think that ca- that cap that catalyst tied towards earnings is going to be a big one. Wall Street loves that story. So anyway, have you ever been binged? I know it's a new verb, right? So have you ever been binged? Are you going to bing me? Bing you? It, it's the the Google term, right? I once was talking to a woman and I said because she was on media. Tiffany Sloan, Tiffany Shane, Tiffany Sloan, Tiffany Shane. She did Webby Awards, so I'm, I my yeah, my my host, my um, producer basically got me in touch with the Webbies, and you know she'd come on Tiffany, and she she always was super bubbly, and she sounded sexy, and she sounded yummy and good, and she was in San Francisco, and I visited San Francisco. I was like, hey, let's take a look, see what she looks like. Oh, oh, good God, she's unfortunate looking. But I Googled her, and that that night when I'm talking to her uh, on the radio show because I did it from seven to ten East Coast time. I know I for. I worked 7 to 10 at night. That's crazy, right? So it was 4 to 7 drive time here. Great show, Stock Talk. Um, so I go, I'm, I'm talking to her, and I go, yeah, I just, you know, I, I saw what you look like. You're a pretty good-looking woman. And um, ultimately, she's like, ah, you Googled me. So Bing is now turning into that same exact thing. Bing is actually doing pretty well. And when it becomes a, a verb, it's really a good thing. In April, about 12% of all web searches were performed using Microsoft's year-old search engine. That doesn't make a dent to Google. Google's got a 64% share, but but searches for Bing are up 4% since its launch. So it's moving in the right direction. They've been trying to build its presence since 2004. Pre-Bing effort was called Live Search. They've had huge investments. Microsoft's share of all net searches fell 8 percentage points from 2004 to 2009, but now they're starting to move up. And most of the roughly $6 billion in losses tied towards its online division 
are related to search. Now, for Bing to be successful, the bump up in searches are going to have to translate into more business from advertisers. For years, companies who wanted to advertise, they, they went to Google because they got better prices, and they had what product. So now Google's very minimalist, whereas Bing is anything but. If you go to Bing right now and put my name in, you'll see all sorts. Like, or if, let's do Lady Gaga because it's better you understand it. Categories would include lyrics and albums. So Google's now starting to come out with a redesigned search page, which is similar. But, but Microsoft has it right, and I hate saying that. Bing may never, ever, never come close to passing Google. Now, they made a deal with Yahoo that Bing is the search technology that Yahoo is going to use on its own websites, though it won't use the Bing name. But if Yahoo and Microsoft hold the current share, Bing will ultimately have about 30% of all searches, and advertisers can't ignore that. They can't ignore it. It's too big of a number. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Rob Black and Your Money. Coming up next, headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.